a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. The reason is because you don't have the sacraments. I mean, once you don't have the sacraments, then basically everybody's a pastor. Because that's what a pastor is, a guy that's there to preach the gospel and minister the sacraments. Once the sacraments cease to mean anything in your theological construct, then ministry becomes something different than the giving out of God's gift of forgiveness. The reason why we go to church is not to hear about how we have to go out and, and be missionalists. The reason we go to church is to get the forgiveness of our sins. That's why Jesus instituted the church. And I think that's the point. See, when a pastor considers this option of, hmm, maybe I'll substitute these parts of the liturgy, the the question before him should not be, will it win more people over? The question before them should be, would this deliver Christ in a better way than it already does? And the parts of the liturgy are direct quotes from Holy Scripture. And I don't think that you can improve upon the delivery of Christ uh, from them. I mean, just imagine the next radical that shall be even more radical. This will be the book that I'm going to write. Even more Uh, radical. What part of cutting off your hand is unclear in the Bible? (laughs) If you still have two hands, you show yourself to be a false disciple of Jesus. Dramatic much? This is Table Talk Radio. <laughs> Good grief. How's that book coming, by the way? What's that, More Radical? Yeah. It's in the works. Good, good. I'm uh, looking it's hard it. to type with only one hand, though. <laughs> True. That, <laughs> uh, that's what you need a vicar for. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry to bring up the source subject. Yeah, I know. Poor poor Pastor Wolfman there. No more manservant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, this will make you feel a little bit better. We're doing some bumper sticker and church science theology today, as well as some Ten Commandments in the news. Hey. I don't know why that good. would make you feel any better, but I think it will. Are those your favorite games? Uh, they are. What are they again? Ten Commandments in the news. Hold on. I'm looking at my buzzword here, but Ten Commandments in the news and uh, what's the other one? Uh, bumper sticker and church science theology. Oh, yeah, that's good. I got some Facebook status theology, too, going here. Hmm. Oh, which reminds me what I was doing on Facebook before the show. I was looking at... Remember how we have a competition going with Kirk Cameron? <laughs> From, like, forever ago? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Cameron. Ha-ha. Now, I haven't haven't uh, been keeping tabs on this too close, and I checked back the other day, and I have some surprising news. Surprising news. Uh, Kirk Cameron has a fan page. Table Talk Radio does as well. Kirk Cameron's fan page is, and uh, we're closing the gap uh, with his likes and our likes. Kirk Cameron has 318,450 likes, uh, and we have 707. But we're closing the gap. (laughs) And uh, this is surprising because... What, that we're closing the gap on Kirk Cameron? Look, here's pictures of his family camping. That's nice. Well, maybe if you had families of, or pictures of your family camping, then you should have pictures of your family uh, in Oregon. Yeah, I know. I should put some of those up there. It was nice to see you this weekend. That, that was fun. Uh, Pastor Wolfman got to be my vicar during the wedding. Yeah, that was good. How did I do? Uh, you, I I didn't uh, go over the evaluation with you on purpose. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, All right, I got a buzzword for go you. Go for it. It is theotokos. Nice. Which means the mother of God. 
uh, Theo, meaning God, and Takos, meaning bearer. So, uh, is that how that goes? God bearer. God bearer. And this is a, this comes out of the second ecumenical council in Ephesus. I can't remember the exact date of that thing. I should. Because the church of St. Mary, which is where the second ecumenical council of Ephesus was held, is just south. It's like a hundred yards south of the bus parking lot in Ephesus. <laughs> so I'm going to go see it here in a few weeks. Uh, and at this church, the councils got together and they were ta- they were trying to fight Nestorius. Nestorius was, you remember, the ancient heretic who denied, uh, who divided the um, the two parts of uh, of, of Christ, the, the the divine and the human. He divided the two and separated them. Uh, and and uh, and so he refused to call Mary the bearer of God. He was Mary was the bearer of the human nature, but not the bearer of God itself. So in this, they were trying to pin down Nestorius and talk about the unity of the of the two natures in the one person of Christ. And the result of that is this title for Mary of Theotokos. I'm going to find the quote, by the way, in the book of Concord, uh, Formula Eight, that talks about that. As you tell me your buzzword. That was in 4:49, by the way. 449. That's good. My uh, theological buzzword for you is confession, and uh, I'm going to let Luther define the buzzword. He says, confession has two parts. First, that we confess our sins, and second, that we receive absolution, that is, forgiveness from the pastor as if as if from God himself. Not doubting, but firmly believing that by it our sins are forgiven before God in heaven. So leave it to Luther to use the, the root word in the definition. Hey, that's right. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, so the, this specifically, I mean, we, we we talk about sometimes confession in the broad sense, but specifically in confessing our sins, uh, first that you would confess your sins. But see, that's not enough, um, because remember in Luther's day, he he would go confessing, confessing his like laundry list. They'd say, all right, Luther, time time to do confession. He'd pull out this roll out of his pocket and would just roll out the doors of the church. It's so long. Um, and he would he would try to agonize confessing every little sin that entered his his mind, um, and and it was thought that just the confession then um, uh, and then maybe added to that perhaps uh, uh, some sort of indulgence, um, but no Luther comes back to says it's it's confessing your sin and then believing uh, the absolution um, that you are forgiven by the pastor as if from God Himself. Hey, nice. By the way, while you were doing that, I found the quote. You ready for it? Uh-huh. This is from the Form of Concord Epitome, Article 8, Paragraph, starting at Paragraph 6. Hence, we believe, teach, and confess that God is man and man is God in the person of Christ, which could not be if the divine and human natures had, in deed and truth, absolutely no communion with one another. For how could the man, the son of Mary, in truth be called or be God, or the son of God, the Most High, if his humanity were not personally united with the son of God? And he thus had real, that is, indeed and truth, nothing in common with him except only the name of God. Hence we believe, teach, and confess that Mary conceived and bore not a mere man and no more, but the true Son of God. Therefore she also is rightly called and truly is the Mother of God. Theotokos. There it is. All right, let's go to the email bag. Uh, we got an email from our OCB, our official yeah. cabinet blogger. Hey, Ruben. So, Ruben, uh, do you have the email there from Ruben? Uh, yeah, it's pulling up. It's coming. It says it's working here. <laughs> Two wills, no point, it says. OCBP here, official Calvinist blogger P. What's a P stand for? Picotter? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. What is he added? O- OCB. Now I'm the very first acronym has confounded me. 
I, you know, I've noticed that the OCB's typos are not typos. He does those on purpose. So that letter's got to be in there for a reason. He uh, he proofreads his emails with the Calvinist kind of uh, <laughs> attention to detail. I was dozing through Lumpy's latest report on Simul Eustace et Peccator, and I perked up when I heard the words Westminster Confession of Faith. <laughs> I could just see that, but you know, it's like, yeah. it's like when you what? shake the you shake the dog food. And the dog, <laughs> I can see a distinction between the Lutheran two wills view and the Calvinist one will view, but I say, fail to see a point. How does that make a difference for anything? By the way, if you're going to talk about the Calvinist view of doing good works, we we is short for Westminster have a whole chapter on that, including that even our best works are defiled. And mixed with so much weakness and imperfection that they cannot endure the severity of God's judgment. Notwithstanding the persons of believers being accepted through Christ, their good works are also accepted in him. We also have a chapter on sanctification, if Lumpy's curious, which he is. Reuben. P.S. Did you know that Calvin also have a doctrine involving two wills, but these are not in man, they're in God. <laughs> It captures the difference between the sense that God has willed whatsoever comes to pass through the history, like Calvin coming along and finishing the Reformation, <laughs> but thanks to Whoa. Luther for getting the ball rolling, versus the sense that God's will, that I don't break any commandments. You Lutes probably have no use for this distinction because you don't like to think about election, but, uh, but, but do is this the kind of thing you're trying to get at with the two wills within man? If so, would that be in any way in which man is God's image bearer? Whoa, now Reuben not only rejects our doctrine, but also wants us to make it Calvinistic at the same time. <laughs> All right, well, let's first, by recapping for those who did not hear that episode, uh, what is the who difference? Who would that be- possibly be? <laughs> so for all of our listeners, uh, what is the difference between the Calvinist and Lutheran view of the two wills? Well, the idea is that man before the fall, that is, Adam and Eve in the garden, had a will that was that um, had the possibility of sinning or the possibility of not sinning. It could, you could sin or not sin. After the fall, uh, man's will can only sin. That's the only option we have. And we agree with the Calvinists and the Westminster Confession on this, that the only option for fallen man is to sin. But now we diverge from the Calvinists when it gets to after uh, rebirth. And we have the doctrine of simul justus et peccator, which, the Luther, which also the Calvinists embrace, at least the slogan, but not the content. Because what that means is that the Christian has two wills. We have the will of the flesh, which is only to sin. And we have the will of the new man, which only is to do good. The Calvinists teach a restored will, that is, the will that is fallen is somehow now uh, becomes possible for it to do good or for also it to sin, so that man's will is restored to the place that it was before the Garden of Eden, although still weighed down with the um, with the weight of sin, etc., like it talked about here in the Westminster Confession. Even our best works are defiled and mixed with so much weakness. Now, this makes an incredible difference about the way that you view sanctification, which I'll explain in a bit. Okay, so after this commercial break, uh, Pastor Wolfmiller has just laid out the differences between uh, the Cowboys and Lutherans and Samuel Ustaset the Kotcher. And now, what is the point to all that? How does that make a difference? We'll find out about that right after this break. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Never imitated, never duplicated. 
was just driving around my town I didn't know that I'd find the good advice And all those life lessons that I needed to keep in mind Now I'm so glad I can say Now I'd go out of my way To look for those signs we should all keep in mind The church signs here's what they say Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. We are going to be playing Church Sign and Bumper Sticker Theology in just a minute. Church Sign first, Bumper Sticker! <laughs> like that? Yes, but first we have to still be cleaning up uh, the email from the OCB. What is the point of those two different uh, views of two wills between uh, Lutheranism and Calvinism? Now, the point is, by the way, then, if your will has the option of doing good or doing bad, then the thing that you're trying to do is do good. Do more good and less bad. That, and that is what sanctification is then. So, uh, it is nice that Calvin and the Westminster Confession has this business that even our good works are stained with sin, but they are made righteous by the blood of Christ. So, it's only by faith that even our good works are good. That's a nice point, And it's true also. I mean, it's a true point. Uh, but there is something quite different when you realize that you have two wills, and then sanctification becomes a matter of death and resurrection. So that sanctification is putting to death the old man, the flesh, and the new man rising to uh, uh, to life daily. So that the old man is put to death by contrition, and the new man is raised by faith. So this idea of, of sanctification being not uh, getting better and better, but a dying and rising is unique uh, is uniquely Lutheran because of the doctrine of these two wills. Yeah, we were. I was talking one day with uh, you know our good old friend Professor Pless. I've heard of him. He, we need to have him back on this show. That guy. We is, do. He's trying to sneak away from being our guest. I don't know why. Ah. But uh, he, we were talking about um, Gerhard Forty's uh, book that summarizes uh, Luther's bondage of the will, the captivation of the will, I think uh, Forty called it. And uh, Professor Pless said that was one of the books that was most influential for him in his preaching. Now... Uh, we, there's all kinds of books out there on preaching, on homiletics and, and all this stuff. But uh, the reason I think, and maybe we should get Professor Pless on to have him speak for himself, but I think the reason that book was most influential in uh, Professor Pless in his preaching is because it leads the preacher to understand that the person uh, you are speaking to has a bound will. <laughs> I mean, okay, so this this is the difference. If I'm standing up in the pulpit and preaching to people who I believe have a free will, um, the purpose of preaching is to influence, um, to try and compel someone to, to, to do something or to do the right thing. Um, however, if I think that the, the person has a bound will, uh, has two natures, then I use the law to condemn them of their sin and then use the gospel to bring them, uh, to bring them the grace and mercy and life of God. Um, that, that the old man is put to death in the preaching of the law, and the new man is given life in the preaching of the gospel. And that, I think, is the point of preaching. Hmm. I like it. So that might be a difference, then, for the OCB. I think so. OCB, let us know. OCBP, official Calvinist blogger, Picotter. <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, some church signs and bumper stickers. Here's the first one at our voicemail system at one 800 385 Sola. Bumper sticker. Gods don't kill people. People with gods kill people. No, oh, I get it. Line. What? Oh, um, 
you know, Pastor Wolf Miller. Uh, yeah. See ya. Bye. <laughs> Wait, let's Ooh, let's man. roll back the tape. Let's listen to that one more time. <laughs> you rock, I like Pastor your... Gag Line. Oh wow. <laughs> did, did, what, what did that say? You rock, Pastor Gag Line. <laughs> Oh, that's weird. Wow, wow. I've never heard that before. <laughs> All right, so gods don't kill people. People with gods kill well, people. Well, why don't you rock out with this one then? <laughs> with your bad self. All right. Well, this is a play on the uh, popular, I think it was a shirt or I don't know, a bumper sticker, but it says, guns don't kill people. People with guns kill people. So this was the to kind of combat the idea that that uh, guns are the problem. The reason that people are are getting shot is because uh, there's guns. And this uh, counter little slogan was supposed to indicate that it wasn't the fact that just there's guns out there. It's the fact that there are people who want to kill people with guns that kill people. So now we're taking that to the religion thing. And, of course, the you know the new atheist stick is that religion is dangerous, right? Yes. <laughs> Wake up over there. Here, maybe, maybe you just need a little reminder here that... You rock past your gay line. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> that should be a bumper sticker. <laughs> well, so, I wonder if we did that. That's a bumper sticker would just say that. You rock past your gay line. <laughs> and if people would Google past your gay line, find our show. Listen to bumper sticker theology. Yeah. Get that bumper sticker themselves. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good idea. Um, we do have some Table Talk Radio bumper stickers on our website at tabletalkradio.org. We have the merchandise shop, you know, the ever-famous merchandise shop. Yeah. I think... It, do, do we have a way of telling if anyone ever uses that? We do have a way of telling. Whether I utilize that way is, is another question. Radio. <laughs> Let me look here. All right. You look at that. But anyway, so, so the point here is that it's not that the religion itself <laughs> kills people. It's that... The people use their religion as an excuse to kill people. I think a is what this is getting at. pack of the bumper sticker you can get. <laughs> what do you think of my assessment there? Um, yes, I agree to 100%. You rock. Pastor you rock, Gagline. Pastor Gagline. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for another one? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for another Wait, we got to figure out the worldview of that. Remember? That's oh, I shit. forgot about your worldview thing. The okay, total worldview go. catalogs. Um, so now let me pull those up. But the idea is that we have a, every... What? Every bumper sticker is a manifestation of the worldview? Mm-hmm. Don't we have that? Mm-hmm. And so then we've made up these worldviews. It says in our Google Doc thing here, working document. we got like 20 of them now. This would be the atheist worldview. And what is the atheist worldview? Well, I uh, do you think I want to know this though? Yeah, I, I guess this is this is the atheist thing. Um, I could see this two ways. Either this is the atheist thing, the atheist basically saying that that people use God as an excuse to kill people. Yeah. Or I could see someone saying that, hey, look, it's not God that's going around killing people, as the new atheist would claim, but it's those who have false religion that are going around killing people. Yeah, that's true. Although I suspect there's a little more animosity in this bumper sticker than that, uh, because I mean it's a bit. I, I think I take it as snide. Yeah, uh, you're probably. In other right. words, oh, oh, God doesn't kill people. It's just people with gods that you, kill people. You so would let's pick not you, have gods. <laughs> you would pick up on that because you're so sarcastic on a regular basis, anyway. I don't know what you're talking about. I had a pastor at, at the uh, my Winkle uh, Monday say that he was endowed with the spiritual gift of sarcasm. 
<laughs> Which I think is wow. pretty cool. <laughs> I know because that remark in itself is sarcastic. See? <laughs> See, the reason this is funny is, oh man, God is dangerous. I'm gonna make that as a new, uh, as a new worldview. God is dangerous. I don't think I have that up here. We have the bread alone, materialism. What you see is what you get worldview. But this is more than that. God is dangerous. I could come up with something sarcastic, a name, sarcastic name for that. But um, you're right. This is the worldview of the new atheists. Okay, here's the next bumper sticker at church sign. A bumper sticker. God is too big to fit into one religion, and right beside it, Lancaster Theological Seminary. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank you, caller. <laughs> uh, God is too big for one religion. Well... Why did you rock this one out? Why I Google Lancaster? You know, I'm pretty sure that all of our listeners get this without us explaining it. But this is this is sort of practice for your school of hilarity, um, where every joke is explained. Okay, so You're this right? one, this where one. every bumper sticker is explained. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so basically, this one's saying is that uh, all all religions have the same God. If if your religion says that your God is the only one God, then your God is not big enough, and you're wrong. Um, never mind the fact that Christianity says that, uh, the, the, where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Um, or even even the false religions claim to be exclusive. Uh, I mean, there is no God but Allah and Muhammad is his prophet. I mean, <laughs> even the false religions claim to be exclusive. So I don't know. This is the elephant in the room theology. Where? Oh, about us. That's what I want to see here. You know, one guy feels the trunk and says that God is like a vine, and the other feels the leg and says God is like a tree. That's a really still and patient elephant, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and isn't it funny that the trunk never says that there is no tail? <laughs> the trunk is never there saying, or the, or the tail is saying, hey, there's no such, a, there's no such thing as feet. Never mind that. <laughs> right, that's right. Uh, let's see. Maintains an environment where students are both challenged in their belief, where students' path towards spiritual formation is nurtured. I don't think this says enough. Oh, here, explore the Lancaster Theological Seminary difference. Uh, I can't find no, anything here if, that says they're if whacked you, out. If lives. you go to a seminary that thinks that there's a difference, your God isn't big enough. <laughs> Crafted for lay vocation. Yeah, nothing here. This, by the way, the the this is just the plain old coexist thing, which is what do we even call that? I don't, we should have a, a coexist bumper sticker. I don't know. I think your um, worldview catalog needs a lot of work. Fill in the blank, Jesus. That was one of them. Maybe I'll just here. I'll put coexist. I do need to do a little bit of work on the e exist coexist. Is that the name of it? Yeah. Hmm. That could be uh, all, all roads, all dogs go to heaven. That's what it should be. All dogs go to heaven. See, get it? They all go to the same place. Yep. Every road leads to to Rome, so to speak. To Rome. Okay. Well, let's take a commercial break, and then we'll look at some more. Uh, church signs and bumper stickers. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. If you have a church sign or bumper sticker to report, please give us a call 1-800-385-SOLA or send us an email. Questions at tabletalkradio.org. We'll be right back. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Don't go away. Do the bumper stickers on your car. Say a lot. A lot about who you are. 
Table Talk Radio, the low-calorie Lutheran radio game show. And we're back on Table Talk Radio. <laughs> that's like, that song is built off the idea that all we need is a good pun. You know? <laughs> all the pagan needs is a good funny bumper sticker, a good church sign, and then that's a, that's a really funny song because next it goes to I saw your Christian T-shirt, and then the last one is I saw your Joel Osteen tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that for oh, only seventeen ninety nine you can buy a Table Talk Radio yard sign? And what else would you need? Oh, yeah, didn't we say that at the last election, that now that you don't need your Ron Paul yard signs, we can get your Table Talk radio yard sign? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I like, don't even know. Every other, every other, <laughs> every other uh, yard in America has a Ron Paul, but unfortunately nobody votes for him or something. Yeah, how's that? It's weird. <laughs> uh, People know. with yards are uh, <laughs> such a highly proportionate Ron Paul voters, but if you don't have a yard, apparently, you'd vote for someone else. Yeah, I know. Okay, let's listen to another... Uh, do we think clean up from that last one? I think we're done with that, right? I think so. Could Although exist. I do have the comment that perhaps a catalog is not good if every time you get something new, you make a new catalog entry. So at some point, we're going to have to come to the end of this worldview catalog. But we, since we've had two bumper stickers and we've added two catalogs, God is dangerous and coexist. All dogs go to heaven. All right, let's see if the next bumper sticker does the same. Bumper sticker... They took the Bible out of school. Now the prisons are full. You could at least rhyme. Jeez. Um, That's, if there was more Bible in school, we'd learn how to rhyme better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you think the prisons are full because they took the Bible out of schools? What is, there's a uh, logical fallacy. We should play Name That Logical Fallacy with this thing. Okay. Um, because that is where you... You relate two seemingly unrelated causes to one another. Uh, non sequitur would that be? Uh, non, I don't know. That's why we need to play the game. So I can <laughs> I'll look it up. Yeah, I mean, you gotta. I guess someone could actually take upon themselves the burden of fact and say that not teaching the Bible in school has resulted in more people going to prison. Um. But I suspect that you could also, I mean, you could f- find whatever NFL expansion team joined the year that the people, more people started going to prison and blame it on that, too. Like, the Tennessee Titans came into existence and more people started going to prison. <laughs> so, I think that's probably non-sequitur. I think I, now, I, we I do deleted have the question, your email. Should, with the what? With the t- Worldview catalog? Uh, no, you sent me a bunch of the... Um, uh, Logical fallacies. Remember that email you oh, sent me? Oh, yeah, yeah. Logical fallacy poster or something. Hmm. It was on Facebook. Uh, now, I think uh, uh, the question we should ask is about this bumper sticker. Should we teach the Bible in school? And the answer is yes. To be an educated person, you need to know the Bible. 
Mm-hmm. To be a good person, I don't think you necessarily do. Now, this is where we get into these big questions. To be a good person, do you need to know the Bible? No. You need to know the Ten Commandments. Yes. Can you know the Ten Commandments outside of the Bible? Yes. Everything you need to know about being a good neighbor, says Melanchthon, and I kind of regret that he said this, but he said it anyway. Everything you need to know about being a good neighbor, that is about having civil righteousness. You can learn from Aristotle. Huh. Hmm. Huh. So the Bible t- is teaching us not how to be good people. I mean, that's part of it, but the, because the law is there, it's part of it. But the Bible is there to teach us that Jesus loves us and that he takes bad people, that is sinners, and forgives them. Cut, r- rubs them down with his blood to cover their sins. Right. Very nice. Okay. Uh, do you have a, a catalog for this one? Let's see. Bible. Oh, a little less conversation. A little more action. No. God's a super nice guy. No. Haunted house evangelism would probably be close. Fire and brimstone preaching, scaring people into the faith. Uh, garbage in, garbage out might be part of it, though. See, which one is that one again? The karma one. Garbage in, garbage, garbage out. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll keep working on that. <laughs> if I was to make a new worldview for this particular bumper sticker, because each bumper sticker gets its own worldview now, that's my new strategy. It would be something like this: uh, No Bible, no good. No. <laughs> um, well, uh, you know, the other thing that I hear all the time is that Grammar. the Bi- Bible is God's little instruction book. Yeah. Which is the same kind of thing here, right? That yeah. uh, the reason we have the Bible is to teach us how to live. Um, which is a popular yep. idea. I'm writing that in there. Structure book. All right, Ooh, let's rock. go I to the next word. church sign then. Church sign. Sunscreen prevents sin burn. <laughs> sunscreen <laughs> prevents sin burn. Every church sign has its own <laughs> worldview, which is. No, All no, we no. need here is a little more puns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the world, the world's greatest need is more Christian puns. <laughs> is that is is that its own little category? Yeah. Okay. Christians are punny. That's it. <laughs> oh, Christians. that. See, that's funny because oh. that itself is a pun. <laughs> oh. Christians are punny. <laughs> I want to put a dash between the two ends in that punny. <laughs> now, what did it say? Sunscreen prevents sunburn. Yes. Hmm. So I'm guessing that's S O N screen. Yeah. And I'm guessing it's probably S I N burn. <laughs> that's the only way to spell sin. <laughs> yes, I think you're right. Uh, the reason why that's funny is because that's the only way to say sin. <laughs> spell. Now, I think um, what they're trying to say with this is. Uh, well, I don't actually know what they're trying to say about this. I mean, they're just trying to be funny. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they're saying if you have Jesus, then you won't burn in hell. Probably that's a funny version of the haunted house evangelism worldview. Yeah. yeah. Fire and brimstone. That's true. You want? It'd be better if it said, apply a little sunscreen and you'll be protected from sin burn in hell. No, I don't think that is better. But let's try the next bumper sticker. Hi, this is Joe from Richland, Washington. A couple bumper stickers to report. I just saw a little pickup truck driving by, and it had an Episcopalian shield on the back window with a really big coexist bumper sticker. Oh, boy. (laughs) All right, have a good day, guys. Bye-bye. 
Thanks, Joe. All right. Uh, so <laughs> the reason why that seems contradictory is that we still have the idea, we Lutherans have the idea that doctrine means something. If you Lutherans would get over it, you would be able to understand your neighbors hmm. much better. True. Because, because, right, Episcop- I mean, what does it mean to be Episcopalian? Answer, nothing. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you can believe or think anything you want and be Episcopalian. It doesn't. It doesn't have anything to do. Being Episcopalian does not have anything to do with what you think, what you think is real, what you think about God. It doesn't have anything to do with it. There was an. Did you know this? There was an Episcopalian priest who was also an Islamic imam. Oh, nice. There was an Episcopalian priest who was also a Buddhist monk. I mean, now if, eesh. so coexist is perfect for the Episcopalians. I mean, it means the same thing. <laughs> all right, are you, are you, are you off your tirade now? Yes. <laughs> this is the all dogs go to heaven worldview, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Here's that. Uh, here's one more. Bumper speaker from Moose Jaw. Life is sacred, from conception to natural death. For once, the good bumper sticker. Thank you. Yeah. Do you have a catalog for good bumper stickers? Um, this would be the don't kill babies worldview. Don't kill babies, which I like. This would be, uh, I'm all for this worldview. <laughs> Good. <laughs> the don't kill babies. But... All right. I have another one. We have time. Uh, let's see. What we got, in the world? We got, How many bumper but... stickers do we have? Are you kidding? We've been getting these like crazy. All right. Here's another one. Bumper sticker! Okay, I've got two bumper stickers. I'm calling from Wisconsin. This is Kara. First one is, I have a rosary, and I'm not afraid to use it. And the other one, it's some Latin phrase, and let me see if I can get close enough. Ora et labora, some kind of um, website, www.saintben.com. So, anyway, I thought the first one was interesting. Love your show. Thank you, guys. Bye. All right. What do you think of that one, Pastor Wolf Miller? Well, there you go. Uh, I have a rosary and not afraid to use it. That would. I don't know if we have a unique Catholic uh, 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 worldview. Now, is this part of our Catholic outreach program? Yes. We'll we'll start relentlessly mocking the Catholics in just a few minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then we will. Um, you know, the Catholics, oh, that's my own buzzword. You should say something about this one, because then you could use the buzzword. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Theotakos. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't, I'm totally against this Latin phrase, ora et labora. That means eat a Labrador. <laughs> that's that's oh. totally against it. <laughs> I think you would be too, right? It uh, neither yes. means that, or at labor, eat a Labrador, or it also means work and pray. I'm not sure which. I'm but pretty it probably sure. means eat a Labrador. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you have any clue whatsoever. All right. Well, um, I, I think it's about time to, to hit a commercial break. And then we'll uh, we're gonna go do some uh, Ten Commandments in the news after this. I've got oh. a I've got a great little article for you in Ten Commandments in the news. Uh, that's uh, coming up here on. Hey, uh, listen to this. I, I hope you have a Muslim thing because this is Cat Muhammad Stevens bringing <laughs> us out of the bump. You have a Muslim news story? Maybe we'll find I out. I can listen to this song over and over. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Well, 
the most persevering listeners in radio. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. One God, ten commandments, because God loves us, ten commandments, and here they are. Life is sacred, love it all, respect the ones who care for you. Your work, play, and rest off to God. God's name is special, so use it that way. And don't fool yourself, there's only one God. Welcome back to, to uh, Table Talk Radio, playing Ten Commandments Man, in the News. That's one of my favorite songs. Hey, I wanted to commend you, because you're... Uh, your your phone hasn't gone off in a while. You must have been pretty good at shutting them off, so I wanted to Nobody commend you, Pastor. Nobody talk to me. What's that? Nobody uh, wants to talk to me. I know. Is that a kind of passive-aggressive way of reminding me to turn off my phone? No. <laughs> uh, I forgot to remind you, so I just this is my kind of way of saying, hey, heads up. Uh, well, Ten Commandments in the News, this is the game where we uh, listen or read an article and uh, from the news, and we try to figure out which Ten Commandments are dealing, uh, are dealt with in this. Uh, and this doesn't necessarily have to be a breaking of the commandments, but which is a way to, to kind of train our minds to think in terms of the Ten Commandments. What's going on in this world um, in, in terms of the Ten Commandments? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Now, I mean, it's also we want to expand our understanding of the commandments. You know, I mean, we want, to under, we want to understand the commandments as the institution of all of the world, basically. Uh, we want to do that. So uh, that's the other, uh, you know, kind of subtext of this game. And, and it hopefully is helpful. We, in fact, I, I wonder what games we've heard most about. It probably, I mean, the Prey Song Crunch would be number one. Um, what's number two, do you think? Church sign and bumper sticker theology. Yeah, that's true. We always hear about that. Then I'll bet you Ten Commandments is the news we hear about number is, is the third because people are saying, hey, this is it's a helpful sort of thing as I'm driving around listening to the news thinking, what commandment does this have to do with? And it it automatically helps us reflect on the, um, on the what's that thing called? The, on the... Um, Decalogue? The Catechism. Oh. That's right. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> no idea. Uh, do you, I have I have two good, good ones for you today. Do you want behind what's uh, door number one or door number two? Door number one, please, Owen. Here it is. More than 60 people were arrested Monday morning during demonstrations marking the one-year anniversary of the Occupy Wall Street movement. Most were taken into custody for blocking the sidewalks around the financial district. We are celebrating the first anniversary, the happy birthday to Occupy. And we want, we're looking forward to another great year of blockade. Some protesters put fake blood on their hands, leading to some dramatic-looking arrests. Last year, thousands would come out for the rallies. On Monday, there were a few hundred. Marnie Halasa says the movement has changed. One year ago, uh, it was a movement really about direct action um, and like thousands and thousands of people on the street. And I think now what you have is you have many working groups um, that do really good community activism. So I think in that sense, the movement, the focus has changed. There were at least as many police as there were protesters on Monday. Here on the one-year anniversary of Occupy Wall Street, hundreds of protesters have come down to try to get onto Wall Street and block the street in front of the New York Stock Exchange. Police have blocked it, so they haven't been able to get in, but hundreds of protesters are circling the street. Even though they couldn't get onto Wall Street, some thought today's rally was a success. 
basically today, NYPD has shut down Wall Street for us. They've set up checkpoints at eight different streets. You can't get through without ID. At one point, people in wheelchairs blocked one of the main roads into the financial district. But police rolled them back onto the sidewalk. <laughs> A band circled Wall Street several times as people danced on the sidewalk. Whenever the march would stop, police would swoop in and arrest those who refused to keep moving. Ted Chaffrey, Associated Press, New York. All right, that's the report. Uh, what do you think? There you Wolf go. Miller? Occupy and first anniversary of Occupy Wall Street. I'm just I'm just trying to avoid uh, Occupy Rogue River. I mean, it's it's <laughs> tough to get to my church when there's all those people around. Yeah, that's right. You might have to walk around. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Occupy Wall Street. This is, I don't even, what is the whole thing that business is bad? Is that the whole thing with Occupy Wall Street? Yeah, these grubby, grubby business people who, you know, are making a living, they're, um, uh, they're the problem of the world because there's other people who are starving and they're not sharing their wealth. Do you think that all these businessmen, as they're walking to their jobs, see their kids out there on the on the sidewalk and they shake their heads? Son, go home. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing out here? I, I raised you better than this. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, hey, hey, dad, 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 can I borrow twenty bucks? <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother, the whole thing's kind of ridiculous. Um, I but I but it's true. I don't know what the point is. In fact. Is this kind of a is this kind of an anti tea party thing? You know, that's that's a good question. I think that it may have started as such that they needed a counter. Um, I was told, and I'd, I'd have to go back and look at the reports a year ago. I was told that the um, uh, the the liberal left um, that they were. They were kind of aligning themselves with the Occupy movement at first because it's kind of a counter to the to the uh, Tea Party. But then Occupy just started being annoying. You know, I mean, they're just downright uh, uh, disrupting, um, you know, disrupting the public, disrupting disrupting business. And so then then the kind of the, the political side started really backing off of Occupy uh, because of this. Now, I'm, I'm reading on true. Wikipedia, the uh, never, never wrong Wikipedia, the main issues for protesters are social and economic inequality, as well as what they perceive to be greed, corruption, undue influence of corporations on government, particularly from the financial service sector. The uh, slogan, we are the 99%, uh, the growing, <coughs> oh, excuse me, I'm allergic you. to this. Uh, <laughs> the uh, We are the 99% address the growing income inequality and a wealth distribution in the U.S. between the wealthiest 1% and the rest of the population. You know what you do to fix that, by the way? Is you go to work. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you <laughs> don't go to work and disrupt other people going to work. It's not. <laughs> theft is illegal, is it not? Uh, I think I think this is nice. I mean, Occupy Wall Street would be like this. Hey, you can't uh, stealing things should be illegal. I'm like, oh, it is illegal. Oh, okay. Now we're gonna go home. And- <laughs> well, yeah, that, I think that's kind of the problem. Is uh, at what point are they satisfied with uh, with their work? You know, at what point do they say, ah, you guys have listened to what we wanted, and now we can go home? Right. Yeah. What is the actual change that's being demanded? Right. I don't know. When we're all communists, I guess. So then they don't. So then they can be rich without working. Oh, <laughs> boy, equal share it's, of misery. It's, that's what it's this really is about. it's really tough to uh, to protest people going to work when nobody's going to work. That's, that's the that's the problem. I mean, it'd be, it'd be, yeah, it'd be the... occupy everybody's homes. 
all the, <laughs> all the bums, you know, the homeless men on the street uh, are sitting there looking at the Occupy people like, we've been doing this for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the party. Yeah, but we thought of putting fake blood in our hands. Yeah. Uh, and then we go home to our suburban home. Okay, name some commandments because we've got about three minutes here. The, the biggest one is the seventh commandment, which has to do with finances, money, the economy, theft, all this sort of stuff. So stealing should be um, should be illegal, whether it's an individual stealing from an individual or the government stealing from an individual or a corporation stealing from anyone else. That theft is um, is uh, forbidden. So, so but so is socialism. I mean, the, the seventh commandment forbids socialism. You are you suspicious? Our friend Pastor Graf is suspicious that the reason why uh, Hitler had to go after the Jews is because they had the seventh commandment. Hmm. I mean, amongst other things. But socialism, which sa- which uh, says that the means of production belong to the government, is the taking a man's name off the ability for him to be creative, to create wealth or create anything else. So that is forbidden by the seventh commandment. Hmm. So the seven, I mean, the Occupy Wall Street uh, needs uh, uh, th- this needs a meditation on the seventh commandment on both sides. I mean, they're sitting there talking about greed, that seventh commandment, and the, the, but they think the solution to greed is equal wealth distribution or whatever. That's also seventh, breaking the seventh commandment. Well, I have an idea for you. All right. Why don't you uh, interview Pastor Graf for a table scraps? Because the last time you did table scraps was when you interviewed Chris Tomlin. Which was when like, was that? Which like, is like our first show. 1987. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Deal. Okay. You better, if you want to get a news story, and you better do it now. Okay. Uh, Turkey to sell its first ever Islamic bond. Turkey is gearing up to sell its first bond compliant with ex- Islamic law, targeting emerging market investors as the country tries to diversify its funding sources. The sale of a dollar-denominated sukuk, as Islamic-compliant bond are called, is due to be completed on Tuesday. could raise more than $1 billion, said Did, you, one did you put your pinky on the side of your mouth when you said that? $1 billion. <laughs> is that it? Right, okay. Um, this is kind of interesting, I mean, why, why, why that would be going on. Um, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Well... I, well, let's hit the commandments. We always have the first commandment. You missed the first commandment in the previous story. Oops. You always have the it's first commandment. implied. First commandment's implied. You had the second and third commandment in the name of God and uh, and, and worshiping the, the, the right God. Um, second and third commandment in the story so that uh, the Lord is um, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, not Allah. Um, and then... The, again, dealing with money, you have the seventh commandment that that this one billion dollar bond would be being sold um, as a seventh commandment issue. Um, if the money is used for killing, it would be a fifth commandment. That's a stretch. Uh, anything else? Is that it? Uh, no, I think it's good. Seventh, you said seventh, didn't you? Yes, seventh is the key I'm one sure. here. I think. Yeah, seventh key. Very good. Well, if you have a news item, play Ten Commandments in the News with it yourself. At the dinner table, say, hey, guys, let's play a little Ten Commandments in the News uh, for dinner night. If you get them all, you get, you get dinner. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like the uh, Calvinist confession of the Theotokos. <laughs> You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll-free, 1-800-385-SOLA. 
That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio 